Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and this is episode 82. I'm your game master, and Jeff Wilkins will be giving our recap. Once again, the train is moving, and it's heading for, uh, let's see, Trieste, I believe, is our next major stop. Let's begin our journey into the darkness, Jeff. Thanks, Tom. Our last episode, we're on the train still. We're next scheduled to arrive in Belgrade around 6.43 p.m. Current day is Wednesday, February 26th. Jack Gatling is in a good mood. He's talking it up with Eldridge over some big interview opportunity he set up for himself. We've all just gathered in the salon area, and the talk continues as we try to deduce who Macriot is impersonating. We're traveling along, and all of a sudden, Dr. Keith and Eldridge notice something outside the window. Eldridge's eyes go wide in fear. It's the small hut that we've seen before. It's the hut of Baba Yaga. We continue on and leave the vision in the near distance and eventually arrive at the train platform in Belgrade. We're hesitant to get off the train for any, for any reason. Just then, Eldridge sees a black chicken standing on the platform, staring at him. There's a stare in the crowd, and many more chickens show up. Eldridge is convinced they're in some sort of military formation. Soon the chickens are dispersed and we wait things out, and thankfully the train continues on its journey. Our next stop is Libyan at 3.23 a.m., uh, and we're on the way to Trieste. We're back underway and we're all at dinner. Just then, an older woman is escorted in and she sits down across from Eldridge. It's Baba Yaga herself. Our food goes off. The wine tastes horrible, and she's staring at us, trying to instill fear in us, which it's working. She stands and waves her arms at the window, and there's writing that appears on the wall. It says, go away, don't come back. And then with that, she fades away and is gone. That night, we all went to bed, and we had strange dreams. We dreamt of drowning. But when we awoke, each one of us had some horrible patch of skin that was trying to attach itself to our faces and trying to suffocate us. We were all struggling to remove these things and in due time succeed. Around the same time, Eldridge realizes that Jack Gatling is missing from his bunk. He runs into the hallway and wakes everyone by yelling. Eldridge and Dawkins take off in search of Gatling. It's not too long when they find in the locked bathroom uh, the doors locked and a muffled screaming. They force the door open and sure enough, it's Jack. He manages to yell out, they came from me, and Eldridge and Dawkins see that there are several patches of star-shaped skin missing from his body. Brings up the date. All right. Um, that puts you, uh, say, a little after 3 o'clock in the morning. At 3.23... You will pull, be pulling into uh, uh, Ljubljana, uh, which is a small stop. The uh, the uh, police uh, from uh, uh, Italy will be getting on the the train to check papers. Once again, you guys aren't really involved in that, but that's what's happening. Um, as you pull into, I should learn how to say this one. It's L J U B L J A N A. Ljubljana. Ljubljana. 
Okay. Ljubljana. Yeah. Ljubljana. Um, the train stops like it's done many times. And some of the passengers who happen to be awake uh, get off. They step out onto the snow-covered um, platform. They're smoking cigarettes. They're standing around. They're taking a little bit of a nip. Um, surprisingly, a lot of people, um, some people from the other end of the train, mostly, a few of uh, a few of the passengers. Uh, uh, Elena uh, tells you that she needs to make a uh, send a message, send a telegram back to uh, Constantinople to uh, Lord Rutherford, to Sir Douglas Rutherford. Mick, is uh, Sir also a lord? Um, no, Sir is a is a um, lower rank. Okay. Sir is a sir is a knighthood, whereas a lord is a peer. Okay. So uh, she says she needs to make a message, uh, uh, and and invite Elizabeth if you want to go with her. Just so yes, the guys yes, stick of together. Of course, I was suggest that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. What is the, what do the rest of you want to do? I assume you're all still wide awake. I feel like. We just fast forwarded to past whatever happened to Jack. Is he oh, okay? No, Jack is Jack is like insane. He's shaking. He's curled up now on his bunk. Well, um, I'm gonna. I would have tried to treat him medically, and perhaps given him a, a sedative. Okay, you give him a sedative. You can't really do much for him medically. Um, uh, even with your abilities to heal, the skin isn't there anymore. So the most you can more or less do is is cover up his wounds. Yeah, that's what I mean. Which are not deep, but they are nasty. And what, what, what happened to the the pieces of skin that that we? Uh, um, that you guys kind of tore them up as you went. The question is, with my medical tool, would I be able to reattach them? Hmm. If you didn't throw them in the fire, what did we do with them? I don't think we really specified. We basically were just trying to get them off our faces. Okay. Yeah, I just remember me pulling it off and throwing it. Well, I'll 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 uh, go looking for them and I'll try to patch them up as best I can. All right, let's do a, do a luck roll for me, Wayne. Going, going, looking for the missing skin patches. Do you have to like call them like little, little yeah, patches or something? little flappy? Try, try, try whistling. Uh, what what the skin patch? Yeah. So I, I pass. All right, um, you do find one of them that seems to be in res relatively intact okay um uh, the others the pieces that you find seem to be deteriorated okay um well there's been no blood supply to them so they're they're dead yeah yeah i will um i will you know find where the this piece is where it sort of matches up on his body and try to reattach that and right. um then cover up the rest of his wounds. Um, 
And since we're in this particular town, I'll see if we can fetch a doctor and take him to the hospital. Well, so there's no hospital in, in Ljubljana, and it's uh, oh, 3 o'clock in the morning, or 3.23 in the morning. No hospital. Um, <clears throat> what kind of town has no hospital? What is this backwards place? It's just like saying a town doesn't have a, don't tell me this place doesn't have a library either. <laughs> His, yes, but it's not open right now. <laughs> or it is open right now, but it's not open during the daytime. Um, well, let's say that you manage um, to have the staff. They would know this area better. Mm -hmm. uh, you have somebody from the staff contact a doctor, and uh, he actually meets you at the train when the train arrives, um, you've done as best you can to stabilize uh, Gatling, but apparently, uh, your best guess would be that apparently with this, he's gone through some horrific trauma because mentally he is out completely out of it. Okay. He just keeps repeating uh, it emits nonsense, things that sound to you like the things he saw, the things that he felt, the okay. things that were done to him. He's been basically tortured, it felt like. Um, so if you like, we can have him put into the care of a local doctor who can yeah. get him later to a hospital nearby. And to an asylum later on. Maybe. Okay. All right, so Gatling, we'll say, has been taken care of. It takes you 15 minutes. So the train's only going to be here for a half an hour. So um, that's what you've done with Gatling. Okay. And uh, there was quite a bit of commotion. So that's why most of the there's – there's a lot of people that are awake right now and have gotten up and wandered around. So um, – uh, what what are the rest of you doing? If uh, Elizabeth is there and uh, Dr. Dawkins, you're doing that, what is Eldridge and uh, Frank doing? I assume I'm with Frank. I'm frazzled. Okay. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's just, it, I'm, 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 I'm processing, I'm thinking, because I'm like, well, now Jack's eliminated. We can push him aside as a suspect. It's just we're narrowing down the suspects. Mm -hmm. Let me interrupt there for just one second. Um, Wayne, go ahead and do a, um, a 1D4 sanity and add that back to your sanity you. for helping Gatling. All right, go on. And, and so I'm just kind of standing, standing there, probably in the hallway, you know, uh, pressed up against the wall and I'm just like I'm, I'm thinking in my head because uh, something that um, something that was brought up by me because I said it out loud uh, was I told the uh, everyone who walked out into the hallway that someone tried to kill us and it's got, it's got to be one of you people I, know, I, know, I don't know if you guys remember that, but I literally walked out and said, someone tried to kill us. One of you people did it. Yeah, I remember you saying that. So I'm 
gauging reactions if there's people outside and I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm just being I wouldn't say my paranoid self but I'm, I'm trying to be analytical trying to kind of put the pieces together um well all of the people from inside the train are standing around um not all of them I don't mean all of them but uh um Let's say you see, uh, you see, oh, let's see my list of people. Uh, you saw Helena go, uh, Elena go with uh, Dr. Elizabeth. Um, you see the Matthews, Matthews, husband and wife. Um, they're both in big fur coats. Of course, it's freezing. Um, I, I, uh, Eldridge, you stand out like a sore thumb because you're not wearing any. I'm just standing there. Yeah. Um, probably you, in see, my uh, you see Kurt Goring over to one side, and uh, he's just standing there smoking a cigarette under a lamp. Um, you see uh, 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 Kiyoshi, Kiyoshi Nakamura. Um, he's not smoking, but he's he's sort of walking up and down the platform with his hands behind his back, uh, just like he's thinking. Just taking a little stroll from being, you know, cooped up. <clears throat> and uh, uh, the people you don't see at the moment, you don't see uh, uh, Sir Robert Harrow, you don't see Lord Margrave. Uh, they might still be in their cabins. Um. And other people who you don't know, and that's 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 fine. Um, they can be in their cabins. Uh, can I maybe do a psychology role and and just gauge body language? Is anyone? I mean, I, I assume people are tense, but there's a difference between what I would call fear tense and it didn't work. Let's think tense. Hmm. Um. At the moment, everybody is bundled up and standing like this, you know, because it's cold. Yeah. So I don't think there's much body language. All right. Um, they all look suspicious a little bit. That's good. We all have something to hide. Um, so I'm going to, my eyes kind of lean towards groaning. Um, How about you, Frank? Are you just with him or? Yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure what my options are. Well, what do you want to do? Are we standing with weird me in my pajamas out in the cold? <laughs> it's did we did we arrive at the stop yet, or is this still like just after the attack? No, no, you're on you're on the dot on the um, the train station uh, in Lubyubia. Okay. Um, people have gotten off the train just to get their stretch their feet. Well, if yeah, if no, if nothing else, I'll just go with Eldridge, just so nobody's alone. Okay. Um, Doctor Gospins was almost stabbed on the platform last time he got off. So, if Frank is with me, um, I'm gonna kind of eye Gronig and point at him, like I'm gonna go talk to him, Frank, and uh, and I'm just gonna mosey on over to him. So, Frank, yeah. if you'd like to join me. So he's, uh, I'm going to use this because I don't get to anymore. 
So he's he's standing there smoking his cigarette. And he looks uh, over at you, gives you an his eyebrows raise up, and he says, well, Good God, man, why aren't you don't have uh, a jacket? It's freezing out here. I uh did he say he says that in English? Yes, but he's got a German accent. I say in uh, uh let me look at my skill. It's okay, so it's fluent. I say in fluent German. Um I don't need a coat. I'm Russian. Do you have a smoke? <laughs> sure, he says. And he uh, he pulls out his Chesterfields, and it's the only 1920 cigarette I know, and he uh, he hands one to you. And then uh, pulls out his they lighters. I'm sure they had lighters. Yeah, he, they uh, or maybe they had box of matches. Whatever. He lights it for and he says, so, so you're Russian. You speak very good German. Uh, I nod and I and I say uh, I took it specifically because I knew Russian and then of course I know English. Uh, and so you're multilingual, very good. Yeah, I am, I, and I nod. Uh, I say my name is uh, is Eldridge Volkov. This is my uh, associate, Frank Coates. And I point to Frank. Ah, uh, you do. You are not Russian. I see. No, sir. He says, "Well." Where are you coming from? We're coming from Constantinople. Oh, so you are all going all the way. Are you going all the way to? Uh, are you? You're in, oh, of course, you're in the Calais coach, of course. Yes, we're in the Calais coach uh, with you. Um, yeah, what was that earlier about? Uh, you were you thought you were being attacked, and that one of us was a murderer. Well, we weren't thinking that someone uh, was attacking us. Someone did attack us. Actually, someone's tried to attack us how many times, Frank? Twice or ah, three times. But uh, you come over and you talk to me, a total stranger. I could be the murderer. Uh, I smile and I... I mean, does he have that exact prop in his hand? Because I'd say, like, it'd be a yeah. little on the nose. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want to uh, get the smoke in his face. So, so, so I say it'd be a little on the nose for the German smoking a cigarette on a stick to be the villain. <laughs> he doesn't have a monocle. <laughs> no, but he has everything else. A little pencil thin mustache. Yeah, he's actually very handsome. If um, uh, if what's her name is having sex with him, you can see why. <laughs> I. Uh, well, I'm, I, I, I'm going to say... Um, so pity, pity what happened to your uh, your reporter friend. Yes. Uh, he, it, it was strange that, you know, skin was sliced off. Oh, I didn't know that. It's horrible. I know he was a uh, little cuckoo, but, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was always in everybody's business. Nobody really liked him much, but... Uh, I wouldn't want him to go crazy and end up in a, an asylum somewhere. Well, hopefully he'll get the uh, treatment he needs. But you're you're right about the fact that he was in everyone's business, and not only was he in everyone's business, but he was a little bit of a blabbermouth. I kind of like look him in the eye when I say that. Hmm. So where are you headed? You're going uh, just to Calais or or Paris, or going all the way back to England? I'm going all the way back to England. Is that where you're going? Are, are, 
you 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 have a very good German accent, but I thought I heard you earlier. Are you from America? Uh, I was born in Russia, but my my parents uh, immigrated to America, so I, oh. I don't really have an accent. I'm I'm from Boston. I see. But I uh, I smile. I say you have a rather commanding uh, location of English. So let's. Do you travel quite a bit? Oh, on business now and then. I was on vacation. What do you do? I'm personally, uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm an editor, and this uh, Frank over here is a photographer. Hmm. He's an industrialist. I'm not sure if it says what he does. Yeah, I'm an industrialist. I, I, I'm an industrialist businessman. Well, so you build factories, right? Yes, yes, yeah. And what, what do you do, Mister? Uh, you said uh, Frank. 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 Yep. Uh, photography, yes, sir. Oh, you're a photographer. That's fascinating. Uh, okay. I I once got to watch a man uh, uh, develop uh, pictures, and it was fascinating, like magic. Yes, when the image starts to take form, mm -hmm. something special. Yes. Do you believe there is magic in the world, sir? Yeah. As of now, yes, I do. Hmm. It's been Good. a long, strange trip. Good. Perhaps there's so. magic all around us just waiting to be discovered. I, I don't snicker, but I kind of scoff at that. And I say, uh, don't tell me that you believe in magic. Well, I've seen things. Uh, that I couldn't explain. Um, I kind of, uh, kind of smile and say, oh, really? Are you sure it's just not German superstition? I know that there's, there's quite a bit of that. But being Russian, we have superstitions about everything. The right I, foot. I, I once saw a man produce ectoplasm. Do you know what is ectoplasm? Yeah, mucus. Well, it is this substance of spirits, but it came out of his ear and onto the table during a seance. It was very interesting. And uh, are you sure it wasn't just a, a psychic doing a cold read? Or what, what was it? You were sitting there speaking to, a, to a, a medium. What was the conversation about? You know, I can't completely remember. Uh, somebody wanted to speak to their dead relative, and, uh, you know, they did the seance. I was just along for the ride, you could say. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, would you like a cigarette, too? No, thank you. Do you not smoke, Frank? I don't, I don't remember. I don't think I do. <laughs> he doesn't remember. He smokes. I like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't usually uh, smoke, but uh, certain circumstances, you know, people with well, their skin he, peeling he off. Takes out, he takes the cigarette out of his holder and flips it away. It's, it's burned out. And he collapses the little holder and puts it back into his pocket. Well, you know, we've seen some uh, rather peculiar things. 
Well, perhaps we should talk sometime. Perhaps, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get, be able to go back to sleep, but uh, perhaps sometime tomorrow before we get to uh, Trieste, we can discuss it. Um, for now, I'm going to try and go back to sleep. We don't have much time before the train's going to leave. Well, um, actually, Mr. Thermig, and I kind of look at Frank, and I've got a light in my eye. I want to, tr I want to see something. Uh, I kind of look at him, and, and in German, um, I say, uh, "Oh, you believe in magic? Do you, would you like to see some?" You're going to show me some magic, eh? Uh, Hold on, just one second. <laughs> My doggo. Yeah. Go get him. Go get him. He's home. Go on. Go get him. <laughs> By all means, move at a glacial pace. No, not Tony. <laughs> Go get him. Magic, what are you up to? I'm going to cut my hand and have the water come out. Ah, cool. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, punch your chest and it disappear into crowd. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, um, uh, he's like, perhaps later. I, I, I kind of hold uh, my finger up and I say, I think you'd like to see this. It'll only take one second. All right, all right. Let's go see your magic. I Is this a right card, like a card trick? Do you have a pen or a knife? Hey, uh, I've got a knife. Course, kind but... of, I, I hold out my hand. He hands it to you. And uh, I'm going to take it. And I'm going to open it up. And I'm going to prick the top of my finger. Not prick, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press rather deep so that blood would come out. I'm going to remove the, the, the knife and let him just see what's coming out of my finger. Like water? Yep. This is... I, I don't understand. You go ahead. You can touch it. <laughs> uh I'd rather not. This is a good trick. I have a knife back to him. The man who bleeds water, Vasa. Uh, so I how do you do? You probably won't tell me how you do the trick, no? I don't know how. I I don't know how I do the trick. You are you are a very funny man. We, we should talk tomorrow. Do you like to drink alcohol? Or I, like your ration? Uh, I smile and I say it's not usually a habit, but it's something I've picked up as a plate. Uh-huh. A Russian who's picked up drinking. You don't consider vodka to be actually alcohol. <laughs> well, vodka is to a Russian like water is to anyone else, so maybe this is vodka. Would you like a taste? Uh, no, thank you. Um, very pleasant speaking to you. Uh, good night. Alvida saying, see you in the morning. Goodbye. See you in the morning. And, and my 
and my smile fades and I go back into that Eldritch demeanor and I turn to Frank. Do a I spot hidden. All right. Let's do a spot hidden. You said you did only 32. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, well, I did. When I was speaking, uh, just the majority of the end, I was speaking in German. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I passed, I, passed, I passed the spot hidden. It wasn't, it, it wasn't a hard. Um, you see him uh, walk away in the snow, and something about his pacing at first seems a little fast. And just as he gets uh, up to the, the step up onto the platform, he stops, and he, he looks back at you. He doesn't turn to look back at you, but he sort of does like this. And then he goes up into the train. I, when I see this, because I, I said that to Frank, uh, and then when I see that, I smile and I say, or maybe it did work. Should we tackle him? And what was that, Frank? I couldn't hear you. He kind of figured it out. Should we tackle him? Let's get him. No. Uh, but I think... I think we can keep an eye on him. Let's let's go see what Dawkins and Elizabeth are doing. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not cold, but yeah, it's cold out here. Um, Dawkins has gone. Uh, well, I, I assume that once he's seen uh, Gatling off with the doctor, uh, I assume I, I don't know, Doctor. You tell me what you're going to do. Are you going to walk around the platform? Or are you going to go back inside? I'll go back inside. Okay. And Dr. Elizabeth, it was very simple. She, uh, you were right there with her. She sent a message back to uh, uh, Sir Rutherford. Okie dokie. And it's very cold. Even more so because it's the middle of the night and it's freezing. So can I assume you all get back on the train? Yep. All right. Yes. Um, the train is going to be arriving in Trieste at 8.30 in the morning. Okay? So you've still got a few hours. Um, what are you going to do? It's now approximately uh, 4 o'clock. And people have gotten back on the train and the train has left. And none of us really got it much sleep. Do you want to start? Do you want to start sleeping in shifts again? You guys are all exhausted. Oh. I haven't slept in I think four days. I've been tortured. I've been shot at. We've been poisoned. Maybe. It may be at this point that <clears throat> no matter what you do, you're going to drift off. So if you want to do it sitting up where the staff keep walking by you or back in your rooms where something might come and get you and eat you. 
I, I go ahead, Frank. I, I, I just was going to say, I, I think I'm just super tired at this point, and a bed is the most important thing to me right now in the world. So I'll probably head back. I will as well. Okay. I'm I'm going to slip a um, a knife under my pillow and retire. To I'm alone, so I'm you know I'm not sleeping. I'm gonna try and 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 stay up as long as I can. All right. So, Eldridge, are you gonna stay in your room or are you going to go out of the the salon? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the in my room. I'm gonna just kind of like uh, I imagine that there's enough room on the bunk. For me to sit, not comfortably, but just sit. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of sit there and just like stare at the door and wait. I'm just waiting. All right. Um, I would like everyone to remove their headphones except for Eldridge, and uh, I will give you the thumbs up when it's time to come back. Eldridge. Um, uh, oh, God. All right. <laughs> Eldridge, you are sitting uh, on your bunk. And after only about 15 minutes, uh, there's a, a, a very soft knock at your door. Knock, knock, knock. Okay. I'm going to approach. Okay. And uh, I'm going to kind of whisper, who is it? Uh, it is uh, Kiyoshi Nakamura. Um, I, must, I must speak with you. It's very important. I, uh, I say, uh, one moment, let me get dressed, even though I'm fully dressed. Uh, I'm going to kind of go over to my bag mm -hmm. and pull out my pocket knife and just put it in my pants pocket. Okay. I'm going to walk to the door and open it. Okay. When you open it, uh, he looks in both directions and he says, may I speak with you privately? I nod and I kind of let him step inside. Okay. He says to you, I, first of all, let me explain that I am an observer. I observe everything. And I believe if I am, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but you are looking for a murderer, you and your friends. Well, I did announce that at the top of my lungs tonight. Yes. You spoke to him today, tonight, a little while ago. I have every reason to believe that Mr. Goring is the very murderer you're looking for. I... I well, he says, I have been observing him for the entirety of this trip. And there is something quite wrong. I do not believe he is the same man who got on board the train when we first boarded. Um, I imagine that I'm between him and the door. Okay. Um, so I'm going to kind of glare at him and say, well, how do I know that you're just not telling me this to 
distracts me from looking at you. You're a quiet man who separates himself from the group, which means that it's a perfect, not, not an alibi, but it's, it's, it's perfect for someone who doesn't want to be seen. I cannot in any way assure you that my observations are correct, but I assure you I am Japanese and uh, what can I do? I don't need to prove it to you. I'm warning you. Well, tell me what you saw of groaning. There had to have been some sort of personality shift or some sort of uh, action that made you think that that yes. was unnatural. Yes, a personality shift. He is trying too hard. Is that how you say it in your language? He is... He was, in the first time I saw him, an extremely... I do not know the word in, in English. Um... What is it? Uh, he was a reserved individual. And now he has become far too friendly, I think is the word. Far too friendly. Who do you share a room with again, Nakamura? Uh, I do not share a room with anyone. I am by myself in the far, far room. Let me just say that uh, I'm willing to take this warning and, and heed it because my plan is to get very close to, to, to groaning. But I should also assure you that uh, I've, I've done my own investigating. And I'm not saying that you are the top of my list, but you're, at, you're near the top. You're in a room by yourself which means that you have ample opportunity to slip in and slip out as you please without anyone noticing you. I am not exactly sure what that all means, but I must go. I will step aside and let him out. Right. And he goes very quietly looking both directions as he goes, and then very quietly just... It's almost as if he glides. All right? All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just leave that for the night. I'm just gonna continue sitting there. All right, we breaking come back. Come back. All right. Um, uh, hold on, I don't think Nick is back. He's Mick, just Mick, Mick, Mickey, Mick, Mickey, Mick, 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 Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. What are you doing? Come on. Dr. Elizabeth, can you hear us? <laughs> Finally. There. There. there she is. <laughs> Mick, you need more coffee or tea. <laughs> All right. Um, Eldridge, uh -huh. um, despite what you want to do, you probably drift off quite a few times during the night. 
That's fine. I expect that. It's been a long four days. Um, none of you have a good sleep. Um, you're very restless. You're overtired. And you're, you're kind of achy all over. Uh, you're not sure if it's the continuation or the, exal uh, the escalation of the curse that's upon you uh, from the simulacrum, or if you're just so exhausted and tired. Um, but <clears throat> the next morning comes. And uh, we'll assume that you all... You all, you know that you're going to get into Trieste at 8.30. And uh, you probably all end up awake again by 7.30. So do you want to go for breakfast or do you want to just stay in your rooms or what? If I could, Tom, um, mm -hmm. in the wee early morning, not, not like four, but like around six. Okay. I'd like to wake up everyone else and just by like knocking okay um, and, and and saying come to my room now who is it room service frank come out to to my room please i pull out my knife would you like a chocolate <laughs> housekeeping housekeeping um, so you woke up Frank, and I guess you woke up Dawkins. How about Dr. Elizabeth? I go up to her door, and I just bang, bang, bang. <laughs> You're never going to wake her. Yeah, oh. but Helena is in there, too. <laughs> oh. No, what's what's going on? I've been I've been awakened by a, by a terrific banging. Dr. Elizabeth, it's Aldridge. What, Are you what? decent? Just give, give me a moment. I, I, I need to take my curlers out. The whole time you had to do that, it took you three hours. I should just ready myself for the world. Well, come to my room when you're ready. And I'll, I'll go back to my room, and I guess I'll just wait there for everyone to, to join me. Okay. We'll assume that by 6.15 then. You said 6 o'clock, right? Yeah, so, somewhere around there. The sun hasn't come up. All right, 6.15. Uh, everybody's in your room, and they all want to punch you because they're tired. Yeah, well, they'll, they, they'll, I think that they'll be interested in what I have to say. Does Dr. Keith do calisthenics every morning? <laughs> that That's called taking the curlers out of her hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, horrifying sight. He, I, oh. <laughs> I, I, pra I practice the, the, the Mula system. Mula system? The Mula system of exercises. Yes. Explain. <laughs> it's a it's a fifteen minute series of, of stretching exercises designed to uh, tone and strengthen the physique. Oh, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I waiting for the punchline. Uh, here's a, here's a punchline, Doctor Keith. It's not working. <laughs> I fail to see what's funny about my health regimen. <laughs> And then I'll just a whap on the head. Curious gentleman. I think maybe you've you've maybe you've been under a strain. 
I haven't, well, I haven't slept in, in quite some time. Anyways, okay. Um, a few hours ago, uh, I was visited by someone. Can anyone take a guess as to who it could have been? What's the date? Oh. This is the, the third day of traveling back. Um, it's Thursday the 27th. Of February? Yeah. I was visited by Mr. Nakamura. Sorry, could I just just interrupt then and say that then that means that um, from my perspective here, although not your perspective there, it means in the previous night's play in the game, for the first time, um, we were, I was actually, well, only me, not you, because of the dateline thing, but I was actually playing on the date the game was set. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the first time that's ever happened. Look that. But it's only the... It's January. Oh, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there, don't worry. <laughs> but it's, it's three o'clock in the morning. I, I don't know what month it is. Wouldn't it be <laughs> cold? Wouldn't it be wild if the dates coincide on the last episode? That would be good. All right. Sorry, Nakamura. carry on. <laughs> that was a complete waste of time. You might as well edit that out. That was... No, I'm going to leave that one in. <laughs> well, I think it's funny that Tom was the only one that, that figured it out. And, uh, Eldritch and I just... well, yeah, that's well, cool. Was, that's yeah, amazing. I was, I was like, that's... Anyway, so if it's, if, it's, if it's February the 27th, then I'm, I'm going to guess that your visitor was not Santa. No, it was not <laughs> Santa. They were a few months off. but um... Bobby Yaga, she returned. Yes. Uh, no, it was uh, it was Nakamura. He came to my room very distressed, and he said that he has observed a change in groaning. How so? He says that groaning was very withdrawn and very re reclusive in his approach to people. And now, he's very friendly. As Nakamura put it, he's trying too hard. Now, I'm bringing this up because uh, I'm sure, as I'm sure Dr. Dawkins will say, we can't trust anyone. Uh, and it's very likely that Nakamura is telling us this to divert attention away from him. Because he is in a room alone. And he has he has perfect means not, and, and opportunity to do it. But um, Gronig was... There was one moment last night where uh, I showed him what I did with my finger. I showed him my finger and the water pouring out. And he... And he acted surprised, but then he, he kind of... As he walked away, he kind of stopped and looked back. And it was like... 
I don't know. I got a feeling that that was really him. You know, like like the person that we were talking to was in fact trying too hard, and he looked back and kind of like revealed, like just just by doing that one subtle motion. Now, he could have been looking back because I stabbed myself and water came out and he was a little surprised. Or he could have been looking back because he was surprised because uh, Macriot didn't know that aspect about me. Nakamura doesn't know, uh, uh, Macriot doesn't know that if I cut my finger, water comes out. I'm not normal. So... Every single, like every six hours, it's like someone gets eliminated. And I think that we should <coughs> heed Nakamura's advice, but also remember that Nakamura is in a room on his own. No one, he's very reclusive and he's he himself is very quiet. Like, he has just as much me as an opportunity as Groening, even if Groening shifted his personality. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I think Frank dozed off during that. I'd kick Frank and wake him up. I would say um, this man all of a sudden coming up to you warning you about somebody else. Too suspicious. That's what I that's what I said. I said it was it's it's very it's very interesting that the minute I talked to Groening, but hours later, Nakamura shows up and says, oh, that's the killer. So I think it's very suspicious. But at the same time, we have to take what he says into account. Like, if he did, if he has observed a change in Groening, we haven't seen it. Because we, we, he's one, if you remember last episode... We, we named off all the people we haven't talked to. He was one of them. But we know nothing about him. So, my intention for today, my intention, um, you, you, you all don't have to join me if you don't want to, um, is I am going to go and talk with uh, Emanuela. If she has seen a change in his personality, because she was with him on the first day before the incident occurred at night, when the body dropped. If she says that there's been a shift in her personality, in his personality, then maybe it's a claim that we should take all the more seriously and act on. Well, that's just me. Well, we certainly need to do something. I mean, we, we're... We're running out of time. We're, we're, we're growing ever closer to to London. And everyone knows now that we are paranoid. I shouted it at the top of our lungs. Everyone knows that someone is attacking us and we are looking into that. So, uh, I, I don't see any more reason to be discreet. Right, we grow more, more dead. How, how is the, the patch of skin? How is it growing? Has it has it enveloped an arm yet, or is it just still 
this little tiny patch, Tom. I'm sorry, the patch of skin? Yeah, the weird patch of skin that's making it, it's, it's dark, it's hairy, and it's growing. Oh, I actually haven't had you guys roll this morning because it's still early. But um, hold on a second. <clears throat> Why don't you guys all do a power roll? You're sitting there. I failed miserably. I got a new oh. six. Okay. Yes. Um, if you pass, nothing more has happened. Um, if you fail, uh, um, I, I got a ninety-eight. Okay, you failed. Um, roll a uh, uh, a die D twenty. That doesn't sound good. Seven. <clears throat> um. And roll, roll also another d20, uh, Thomas. Four. Oh, I, I got three. Okay, and also roll a second d20, Nick. Um, uh, uh, Thomas, what did you get on the second roll? Four. Okay. Uh, uh, almost all, you, you've begun to notice that almost all of the hair that's naturally on your left leg has fallen out. Um, but the skin is dry and, and uh, scratchy. The so patch I'm, that you've already got, it hasn't really spread, but it's itchy. I'm going to lift up my leg then and, and reveal this to everybody and say, we're running out of time. I, I got a six, by the way. Okay. Also, on your left leg, uh, the Ooh. skin is cracking. Oh dear! Like, like the worst dry skin you could possibly have. Like cracked porcelain. Just yeah, like like the bottoms of your heels when you've uh, when you've let them get dried out and cracked. Uh, does anyone have any cocoa butter? I don't think that's going to help us. I've got some cold cream. I'll try putting some cold cream on, on it. Perhaps it just needs moisturizing. I think it might, that it might help a little. Does it hurt? It's it hurts. It, it, it hurts. hurts. It hurts and it's itchy and it's spreading. And <coughs> it's, it, the effects are gonna are going to just get worse and worse and worse from here. I think that we need to act. Like the, the, the jig is up on our end. I, I screamed it last night. People know what we're, what we're doing. And and most of them don't give a shit. So yeah, they didn't I seem to react at all, didn't they? No, because they probably thought we were just crazy. But I think we should act. We should we should be proactive instead of just waiting for something to happen. So, um, before you get to Trieste at eight thirty, um, you can have breakfast. How do you want to handle that? I don't know. What does everyone think? Well, quite, um, quite I, I, I would rather fancy some um, some kedgeri or something. I'm starving. 
What did you say, Frank? Can, can you clarify what you mean by we have to act? I think that we should go to people and not interrogate them, but but investigate. Like, like someone attacked some us, and someone did that to Jack. Why should why why should we believe it's not you? And and just get to the bottom of this. Uh, as Doctor Elizabeth said last episode. Um, if we find the person, if we, if we find Makriat, who he's impersonating, we may be able to find the Sedev Carson Malacrum. Whether he'd be wearing it or whether he stored it somewhere. It's my guess he's wearing it. Well, the problem with your, your plan is if we go around and we're proactive and we start interrogating people, they can complain that we are harassing them, which will get us removed from the train, which means that we will not reach our goal. Well, I'm not saying that we do good cop, bad cop, lock them in an interrogation room for 12 hours, but I do think that we need to say, just ask questions and, and not press too hard, but just get to the bottom of this rather than just waiting for someone else to get hurt or one of us getting hurt. Because that's kind of what we've done for the past two days on the train is well, we, we, we observe I, and then something happens. Right, but I think that we should come up with a plan to better, I guess, put ourselves on guard as opposed to going out. And I, I, I feel like we should be more reclusive rather than going out and more or less poking the hornet's nest. Um, I think it could turn, particularly if somebody does start complaining that, hey, even if we're, we're just um, asking gently, you know, um, we don't know who we're asking and they could say, hey, these, these people are, are, are uh, harassing us. <laughs> You know, and in your, your declaration last night, we have people on edge. So if you start going around and start asking questions, they'll say, hey, this is the same guy that says that I'm a killer. Well, I mean, I honestly think that people weren't on edge last night. Uh, people didn't care. I, I said, there's a killer on board and just no one gave a shit. Or maybe they're yeah. hiding their feelings better than than most people. I don't know about that. But I'm willing to go with what the what the group decides. I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to uh, to pull back and uh, and form a plan of, of uh, uh, to be on guard uh, if that's what everyone else wants. I think I'm going to be honest. I I don't think we're going to figure this out. I've, I think the entire trip from start to finish, he's always two to three steps ahead of us. So I'm, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm going to make a big mistake, but I, I, I feel like my goal is just to get to London, find the scroll before he does. 
I mean, because like realistically, like let's say you start interrogating Nakamura and he gives you some weird answers. Then what? Are we just gonna kill him? Are we gonna tie him up? Are we gonna throw him off the train? Like, like how? What sort of evidence are we gonna hold up as to so that one of us is absolutely sure it's him? I agree with Frank. I, I think that our our job right now is to survive until we get to London. Um, if that basically means that you know we only go out of our 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 rooms for meals and then come back, you know, and perhaps uh, like I said, let us all get some sort of rest. Maybe one person gets several hours of sleep while the rest of us stay awake and watch over. And we take shifts that way, and then at night we could do watches, you know. Or perhaps, I mean, I know uh, it may be a bit strange for for Doctor Keith to have one of us uh, gentlemen watch over her in her bedroom, but perhaps one of us can stay outside, or maybe keep our 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 door open and and watch watch her room from there. Um, while she sleeps. Well, I, I feel quite um, secure sharing a room with uh, Miss Constanza, but um, <coughs> if, the, if the other room next door, um, perhaps two two of you gentlemen could sleep in the in the room next door while while the other um, sits up and keeps an eye on them. So the three of you are all in there. And uh, we two ladies are in the other room on the other side of the bathroom. That that way we're sort of, we're sort of closed off from the rest of the uh, the carriage in a way. That well, could be quite what, I, what I was thinking is that at least have two of us up, and having one of each watch over those who are sleeping. That way we always have an eye on who you know uh, on our party basically. Mm. Yes, all right. That's, that sounds good. Well, if the general consensus is uh, guard, then I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, let's let's draw a plan of action then. Yeah, the, the the only thing that will draw attention to the rest of the passengers is that hey, we've been attacked, and now we're taking measures to make sure that we're not attacked again. We're not actively going out and pointing a finger and doing a sort of witch hunt among the guests. Let me ask a quick question. Is your intention then that two of you will sleep and two of you will stay awake and you'll take turns or three yeah. of you will stay awake and while one person sleeps and you'll keep well, alternating I'm, every six hours or so? What I, what I was thinking, since we all haven't really had much rest, that we could all start off... Um, one person sleeping while three of us are up and we could talk or chat or, you know, look around or do whatever we're going to do. And then for maybe about four hours at a time, let somebody get enough rest. And then that evening, two and two. So th throughout the day, while we're on the train, we can all, you know, get a bit of rest. Okay. 
You've only got today and tomorrow, and you will be in London. Or, well, you'll be in Calais. You stop okay. to take the boat. All right. So we're starting to be in yeah. London on Saturday? We have Today's, all Thursday. Yeah. Today's Thursday morning. Oh, is this Thursday morning? Okay, yes. Thursday, uh, Friday. You should actually be in there tomorrow. Well, you'll be in Calais. Calais. Uh, by the end of by the end of tomorrow, and uh, yeah, shortly after that, you'll be. It's six hours from Calais to London. You take okay. the, the 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 ferry across, which can take up to four hours, and then it's a two-hour ride from Dover back to uh, uh, London. Which is all part of the trip. Okay. So then we don't have uh, that long to go. So let's get some let's get some breakfast and then we, we can all take turns getting rest. And like I said, we'll be on guard for the next two days. And if one of you I mean, like I said, two and two, but if somebody else wants to stay up then we can have, you know, the three of us watch over one person. If that makes you even more comfortable. Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, apologize to Eldridge because, I mean, I don't mean to rain on your parade. No, no, no. Yeah, I just, bad. I just yeah, feel you... like uh, everything that has happened has always happened like when we're asleep. Yeah. So it's no, almost like, I, yeah, I, I, I don't. No, don't, don't, don't. I, I want to do what the group feels safest doing. So, if we're if, uh, so as long as we have a plan on how we're going to do this, totally fine with it. Okay, All right. Let's assume then that what you're going to do is is take turns sleeping, so that you all get some sleep and you all keep watch. And you can do that from various places. You don't always have to be together. Maybe one. Awake person stays in the room with the sleeping person while the other two sit out in the salon car and keep an eye out. Does that sound like a plan? And that way every day at least we'll get some sleep, maybe six hours of sleep, at least that's something. Yeah. All right. So uh, as, I, as I asked earlier, uh, what are you going to do about breakfast? Are you going to eat? Are you going to stay in your cabins? Or are you going to go out into the salon car and eat before you initiate this uh, routine? Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know about you guys, but since the witch ruined our dinner last night, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, let's let's try to grab something to eat. Okay. Uh, Eldridge, you too? Yeah. Okay. I, I, so you're all going down. Yeah, as long as the food doesn't taste like ash anymore, I'm fine with that. Um, since midnight, the uh, the flavor buds have come back into your mouth. You can start to taste things again. Awesome. Um, so you stand for breakfast, and uh, 
they're having Kedgeri. <laughs> uh, Marvelous. Uh, with Sultanas. Uh, look it up. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, as you're waiting for them to bring the food, um, one of the, the staff walks by with a stack of newspapers and he says, uh, newspaper? You want to read a newspaper? Oh, yes, yes. Do you, do you have um, the Times? Yes, London Times. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Um, um, as you thumb through it quickly at first, um, your eyes land on an article. Um, this is from a couple days after the last one that you read. If you want to read that out loud. Oh, yes. Um, Vagrant slain in Islington. Police deny connection to shop murder. The area around the bookbinder's arms on Combe Street remains cordoned off as the police continue to investigate the murder of a vagrant in the cellars of the well-known Islington public house. Detective Inspector Joseph Phillips of Scotland Yard stated, The body of a homeless man was discovered this morning in the cellars of the bookbinder's. He had been brutally attacked, and I appeal to anyone with knowledge of this attack to come forward. When asked if this was in any way related to the death of Mr. Robert Osborne in nearby Nelson Street, Detective Phillips replied, I, I categorically deny that the two cases were in any way related. Mr. Osborne was strangled, whereas the man in the cellar suffered a number of wounds to his chest. I say, but Macriart isn't, isn't there yet. But his agents may be there. Yes, number? in number, perhaps. There were there were three agents, right? And one of them died. Which means that there's two still out there, correct, Tom? Um what what are you referring to? Makriot had other Makriots running around. All uh, three were if you're talking about that original article way back in the beginning of the story. All three died. Three were dead. Three were found dead. All with the identification that they were Mehmet Makriat. All of them identified as not actually being Mehmet Makriat. So, doesn't make any sense. Makriat should be on the train, unless he used that same thing that uh, that teleported. Dr. Uh, Professor Smythe down, which was just like this invisible force that propelled him through the air all the way to Constantinople. But I doubt that. I don't know why I doubt that, but I doubt it. Um, do a spot hidden. Uh, just me? All of you can do a spot hidden. I passed. Oh, so did I. I got a 15 out of 55. Okay. Failed. It's the, it's the haddock, you know. Good for the um, you guys are all in the salon car. It's breakfast. Uh, you're, you're eating your food, which is delicious. Thank God, because last night was awful. Um, you look around the room, and... Uh, you can see uh, uh, Kiyoshi Nakamura over there 
and you see Goring over there. Gronig, sorry, I keep getting his name wrong. Gronig over there. You see uh, 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 Count and Contessa Debussy, uh, uh, Math uh, the Matthews, um, sitting over there. Uh, Elena is sitting across from you, reading a book, pretending not to be you know, part of you guys. You see Robert Haro. Uh, those of you who passed, the one person missing is Margrave. He hasn't gotten up this morning. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you haven't seen him since Ljubljana. I think maybe you saw him then. And certainly, out of the uh, the people here, a peer of the realm would certainly be uh, a useful cover for getting close to the royal family. Mind you, so would um, a French count or a spy. Or a minor politician. <laughs> or an opera singer. Or a Spanish aristocrat, yes. It's, it's, um... Oh, I'm sorry. Amumu is over there, too. I forgot about him. <laughs> um, hmm. Eldridge, should we... Follow up on your suggestion. Should we take the lead and go knock on his cabin door and see if he's in there? I put my hands up and say it's it's up it's up to you guys. He may just be asleep. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, I can go alone, and uh, and you guys can begin preparing the plan. And because he's right, he's just right down the hall. No, we, 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 we do not go alone anywhere. I'll oh. go with you if needs be. Well, I'm saying when we when we head back to the car, I can just literally walk down the hall, still in view, and knock. Still. And if he, if he answers, he answers. I'll go with you. Call me paranoid, but I'll go with you. All right. So I, I guess we'll eat breakfast and then uh, and go do that. Yeah. All right. So you're having breakfast, and uh, the, as I said, the train's going to arrive in Trieste at uh, eight thirty. Um, around eight fifteen, you've more or less finished your breakfast. So, do you want to do anything before you arrive? Can I clarify something again with these names? Um, LaDonna Margarita is no longer on the train, right? She's the one that left in the taxi cab? That's right. correct. 
And is she the one that was? She was the one sleeping with Margrave. Margrave. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yes, uh, it was theorized that uh, she possibly rebuffed Margrave uh, because she is Macriot. But then she left. So she was eliminated. And we saw Margrave last night, well, yesterday, and he was the one that seemed put off. Um, he belted back a shot of whiskey, I think, while we were at the bar. Yes, but that was only because he was rebuffed by, uh, by uh, Madonna. Because he, he said, I believe, to Dr. Keith that he, he doesn't understand women like he doesn't understand why one minute they're uh they're pleasant and why the next minute they're not and that triggered oh she may have had a personality shift because she's macriot mm -hmm. okay all right and i think that was the last time we saw him did we see um, him when eldridge yelled in the middle of the night did he come out of his room oh no you did not see him then Wait, was that before or after Luciana? That was that was literally as we were pulling into uh, Luciana. So uh, yes, you would have seen him then. I believe he, he came. I believe he came out and even was like, "What's going on?" It was either him or Haro. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about when the skin flaps attacked us last night. Yeah, he was. He was there. Okay. So, so it's only literally been like. Six or seven hours, if that. Yeah. It was three o'clock in the morning when we landed in Libyana, and we were all out on the platform, um, except for Margrave. Uh, Margrave wasn't there. Not on no, the you, did, you did see him. That's the last time you saw him. Oh, okay. He was on the platform, and that's the last time we saw him, which was three o'clock, and now it is, what, eight? Yeah. So it's been five hours. But like I said, he could just be asleep. Yeah. If he only got five hours of sleep. Yeah, I mean, we we almost slept in, too. But. So, but if we're done with dinner, I, I say that we begin our plan. Uh, two people sleep and two people are awake. And, uh, and while we're at it, me and uh, Dr. Dawkins will go knock on Margrave's door and just see if he's up, see if he's around. Okay. All right. So, um, Dr. Dawkins and Eldridge, you get up and uh, you're, you, you've just left the salon and you're walking towards the Calais car and all of a sudden, um, Eldridge stops, stops in his tracks. I look to my right. I look just directly. I, I literally stop in front of you all, and I'm I standing completely still, and I'm looking right. And he's shaking just a little bit. Staring at the wall. 
seconds. Wood, <clears throat> I'll look at the wall that he's staring at. It's just a wooden panel. I'll look behind me to see if there's any anybody coming. Um, there's somebody down at the end heading in this direction, just a passenger. There's people behind um, you back in the salon. But just one person walking by. I'll step aside um, to let them pass by. And then I look at Eldridge, and if he's still looking at the, um, the wall, I'll walk up to the wall that he's looking at, look around a bit, pull out my medical device, and poke at the wall and see what he's There's looking at. It's just the wall. It looks like Eldridge is struggling with something. Physically struggling? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, like, uh, he's I'm trying not going, to do something. I, well, uh, Tom, are we close to the in between portions of the cars? Um, yes. Uh, in which direction? Is it past? Uh, you so it's, it's past that. Just past that part. All right, I'm going to book it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run down the other three. Well, I'm gonna say that you're not really running. Oh, it's okay. Almost, it's almost as if you're struggling not to walk, but sure. still walking. All right, so yeah, I'll do that. Uh, Doctor Dawkins, he seems to be heading for the junction between the two cars now. It's not, it would not be easy for him to get out. But if he, there is a door there that leads to the little steps going down to the platform. And he seems to be heading for that for some reason, like he's in a trance. Hang on. Um, I will actually pick up my pace and walk in front of him and, and try to block his path. Um, he just keeps trying to push you out of the way and keep going. Can I smack some sense into him? Or at least try to? Go ahead. I try to smack some sense into you. Wake up, man. Um, uh, do a brawl. I'm going to hit him. Tom, like I said, am I, I don't know if you saw my, my question. I just need you to, I, I just need you to nod a yes or a no. Oh, well, right. I'm going to say that when he hits you, do you hit him? Bye. Wayne? Do I, uh, Wayne? Uh, yeah, I didn't make it. Okay. Well, you, you're still hitting at him and struggling with him. Um, go ahead, uh, Thomas, and do another power roll. Fail. Okay. Um. Dr. Dawkins, he seems determined like he wants to get off the train. Uh, if he gets off now, he will might Die. be killed. Yeah. 
And all while this is happening, my head is looking at that wall. Like I like I'm like my head is just facing in that direction. Yeah, no matter how his body turns, his head seems to be always pointing in the same direction. Like like this. He's the that uh, he's struggling I'll, with. I'll, I'll I'll call out to Frank for for help. Frank, you I'll hear actually what, is there a room behind that wall that he's looking at? Or is uh, it just No. He's he's actually by this time he's almost to the uh, well, well that's him. I mean the wall that he's looking at, the one that he's so fixed on. A room behind that? No, it's the outside of the train. What's going on? Frank, you hear he's, him yell. He like... Frank, help. Yeah, I rush out in the hall. Help. Yeah, help me hold him back. All right. He's trying to. Yeah, you see him struggling to try to hold Eldridge from getting off the train. I'll try to assist him. Eldridge. Okay. Do a, gra do a grapple. I'm also going to yell for Dr. Keith, too. Okay. Uh, fail. Okay, he's trying to. He's pushing you off. He's. Pushing away, but he uh, he seems determined to get off the train. Uh, Eldridge, do another power roll. Do I need to make a listen roll? Uh, no. I mean, there's people talking to each other. They seem to think, you know, some of them are looking to see what the struggling in the in the hallway is. Critical fail. 100. Wow. Okay. Oh, 100. All right. Um uh, Eldridge, yeah. you begin to shake all over, like uh, because you can't fulfill what they're what they're trying to stop you for. Uh, you just start to shake violently. Um, uh, what are the what are the other uh, what are the rest of you do? I will I I will um, I won't scream out, but I will say to. Uh, Try to hold him. Try to hold him down. Hmm. Why don't you both try to do a grapple roll again? My, my grapple's not all that good. Brawl. I mean brawl. How far away are we from our rooms? Um, maybe 30 feet. Fail. <clears throat> Fail for me. Okay, he keeps shoving you off. How about you, Dr. Dr. Dawkins? I will try to hold him down, which will be a grapple. And I couldn't hear what you said. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't pass that. Uh, okay. Try to grapple. Um, doctor, uh, Doctor Elizabeth, Doctor Keith, what are you going to try to do? You see um, that for some reason he seems determined to get off. Um, I'll say it because you guys are now used to all this magic. He seems to be under some kind of a spell. Yeah. Um. Uh, run to my, my room and grab my uh, medical bag. Quickly. Um, <laughs> by now, one of the staff has seen what's going on. He's like, you know, uh, excuse me, sirs, what's, what's, what seems to be the problem? Stop him. Stop him from getting off. So he's going to try to grapple him. Where's my dice? I, I will. 
At this point, how close am I to the door? To <laughs> you're you're is literally there... there's like two steps down to the door, and you're like in that little cut. So, so I'm literally like almost outside. You're you're about two feet away from opening the door and jumping out of the train. Is there is there room for me to get down the corridor to to where he is? Sure. Um, in which case, I am going to start making my way down there to also join in the fray. Okay. All right. Um, you've got three people that sort of have a, a hold of your clothing. And at this point, uh, do one more power roll for me. You, you get a critical fail. You literally yeah. start taking your clothes off because they're grabbing a hold of them. That's that's fine. I imagine also that my eyes are kind of like rolled back. That I like, like I'm so far gone in this trance. Nobody can see your eyes at the moment. But oh. if somebody wants to do a spot hidden, do us everybody do a spot hidden. Oh, I lost Wayne. Nope. No, I uh, failed that one. Fifteen for me. That's bad. Frank. As you're struggling with him, uh, you sort of manage to turn his head for a moment towards you. It keeps pointing back in the same direction, but when you do, his eyes are glazed over with a light blue frost. He's a white walker. Yeah, that's that's a good image. Uh, am I... I'm... Because in the messages, um, I'm having... Co I'm having coherent thoughts, correct? Like it's yes, not. Yes, you are. You are struggling with it. But it, so so okay. So the, so this okay. Um, so I can't. But I can't speak. Right. Um, can I possibly do a power roll to kind of? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's I'm role play let this you... out. Let's role play do another. <laughs> Go ahead and do another power roll, though. Let's roll play it out, and I failed. <laughs> Thomas, don't you know how to lie? <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Why would I right. lie about my dice rolls? That's not the point of the game. Uh, everybody's getting really lousy like dice rolls. Um. I want you all to do one more grapple and see if you can at least wrestle him to the ground. Uh, a brawl. Oh, wait, where did Wayne go? He disappeared during the spot hidden. You know, my brawl is 60. <laughs> Mine is 25. <laughs> Thus, my complaint earlier about I kind of wish we did the character improvements. <laughs> Um, I, I, it, I know it's the same role, but I still I'm going to change from grappling to I'm going to try to punch him. Okay. Um, when I see his eyes and I realize he's under some sort of control, I'm like trying to snap him out of it. And okay. I think maybe there's a little part of me that normally would never do that. But the way my thinking is lately, uh, I've been wanting to punch him for some time now. Oh, thanks. I've been, a kind, of, I've been a kind of a dick, so... I've been waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> this might be my only chance to ever punch Eldritch and get away with it. 
<laughs> and I got a 92. We punched Dr. Elizabeth. <laughs> no, you what? didn't punch. <laughs> um, it's all crazy. Um, Dr. Elizabeth, what are you going to try? You're now there. You can at least grab a hold of him. Yes, I'm. I'm just going to grab him firmly okay. by the arm. Okay, um, grapple. It's still going on, Wayne. You haven't missed anything. My Eldridge eyes are blue. Keeps, Eldridge keeps. Yeah, his eyes have become frosty blue. No, I. Um, I've got a ninety-six there. I oh. think I've. I've grabbed Frank. <laughs> He grabbed his fist as he punched you in the face. Dr. Dawkins, what would you like to do? I'm going to grapple, and I got a no five. Okay. Thank God. You managed to kind of trip Eldridge. Eldridge falls backwards. Um, he struggles for a moment on the ground. Um, you guys, uh, uh, Frank slaps him around some, you know, like this. And you see this blue glow in his eyes sort of fade out and his normal eyes come back and he blinks for a second and he's like, what the hell? Uh, I, when I open my eyes and I'm back, uh, I'm babbling. Babylon. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm literally like curled into myself uh, saying wind, the, the wind, and uh, like there's, you can try and move me, but I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm not moving. I'm, a, I'm just curled up into a ball. My eyes are staring in the same direction, but I, I'm, I'm muttering, and I'm saying things like, "Did you hear it?" Uh, and and I. Um, who is the closest one to me? I'm gonna. I'm gonna let. They're all on top of you. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna look at Elizabeth. I'm gonna look her dead in the eyes, and I'm gonna say, "It's calling to me. Wants me to meet it." And. And after I do that, I go back to what I was doing. I lay my head back down on the ground, and I'm shaking. I'm probably shirtless. My pants are probably at my ankles. I'm, I'm shivering. I'm, I'm sweating now. And I'm not blinking. I'm just staring in that direction. What on earth has happened? Can I make a notice at this point to see which direction you're looking? Um, yeah, by your best, go ahead and do a, uh, I, you know, you can more or less tell the tra the train is traveling. He was looking north. North. Okay. Um, uh, Frank, do an idea roll. Is he looking backwards? Like in my mind, I think he's looking at Bobby Yaga's hut. Uh, 15. Okay. There's something you remember. Um, uh, no, he wasn't. He's really looking sideways because the train is heading uh, uh, west. west. So he was looking dead north. Uh, but there have been a few times in the last 
you know, a few weeks when the wind is blowing that occasionally, most of the time Eldridge seems normal, but occasionally he'll suddenly snap and he's always looking north. Yeah, I do want, I, I want to point out that it happened in, I believe, uh, the stop before Constantinople when I, would, I, I looked that direction uh, as Tom dies on screen. And uh, I also looked that direction three times in Constantinople. Well, that's quite a distance that we've traveled, so I don't think he's looking at... I mean, unless it's just a really general, vague thing, like he's looking towards Berlin or... Uh, I am looking, like, due north. Like, if you had a compass. And I'm actually looking at the map right now. We're just about in Trieste. So due north would be Austria. Closest town would be Salzburg or Linz. Vienna is a little bit east of us. Moving up higher, you got Prague and then Berlin. He's from Russia, so that would be more to the east. He's not looking home. Did we go to Salzburg or is that where Smythe went? No, he didn't go to Salzburg. We we came down on the southern round, I think. Yeah, Milan. Yeah, we went through Milan. Um, if you want, uh, from what I understand, the reason why uh, the 1890s train went up through Salzburg was because of the Alps. You have uh, the mountains. But in, uh, by this time, you have a tunnel. Uh, you went through the tunnel on your way from uh, Paris uh, to Lausanne. And it is a long, long, long tunnel. It's a one, it was a world wonder at the time that they'd actually made this tunnel that went through the Alps. You're going to uh, be going through it again. I would like to point out to those who know, um, remember, I mean, well, think about my, uh, my history. I'll, I'll ask Dr. Dawkins and Dr. Keith. Uh, I remember him having a thing about music. Yes, yes. There was something about music, wasn't there? Do you remember? I don't remember that having anything to do with the direction of something, though. Oh. Well, I do know that, that um, in old folklore, Churches have their north uh, had a north door bricked up because north was apparently the direction from which evil came. Hmm. I, I believe that symbolised the the uh, so-called old religion. Um, the, 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 the graves and, and and so forth wrote about. I wonder if it's something to do with that. I mean, I'm looking at my, my map kind of ends at Berlin. Maybe it's even higher up that's off my map. 
North Pole. Mountains of Madness. That's, that's, that's the South Pole. But the North Pole, perhaps it was Santa who visited him in his room. <laughs> Evil Santa. Santa sounds a lot like Satan. Could Santa perhaps be one of the... Could the be cult, cult of the skinless one? I mean, Krampus is, is from the northern portions of Europe, so... Well, he's, he's conscious side. now. Let's stand him up and pull his pants up. This is embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm conscious enough to be sobbing, saying, "I want to go home. Take me to my room." Can I also clarify something? Which, I, if I don't know, that's fine. I'm just curious. When you said he was shivering, was it shivering like from fear, or was it shivering as if he was cold? Like was he like huddling with his arms kind of thing? He was or? he was shivering as if he were struggling with something. Struggling. Okay. Was it I'm gonna just pepper you with questions. Was it Bobby Yaga? See if I get a reaction out of you. Oh me? No, uh Eldridge. Uh I say it's not the witch. It's something worse. Is it the statue? I look to Frank, and I've got this wide, like, crazed look in my eyes. Like, I'm, I'm clear. I'm not all there. And, uh, and I say, uh, worse. Look, man, this is no time to be obtuse. What, what is it? What's... And I and I just kind of uh, I kind of turn away from from Frank's gaze and I'm looking back at the floor and I'm just I'm muttering. Maybe you saw the skinless one. Does he react to that? You mentioned uh, the skinless one. I do not react. We still haven't explained this whole blood to water thing. Yeah, I'm going to um, go into my room and uh, get my medical bag. I'm going to uh, administer a sedative to him. <laughs> hey, he's purring now. There's a cat. There's a crazed <laughs> animal on board. Um, Perhaps it's that's the cat in the dreamlands. Perhaps they're trying to warn us. So, yeah. uh, so I imagine that we, we go into into my room and uh, as you're laying me down, um, I then kind of flail up, smacking at you and 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 and, and wildly screaming, um, "It's the horns!" And, I, and I'm, I'm screaming, I'm screaming that, um, I'm screaming, I'm screaming it, it, the horns they call. Okay, I remember something about it, but I'm trying to. And 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 I'm flailing, trying to 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 
listen to it. Not because I, I want to necessarily go towards it, but there's a look of fear on me. I think I remember questioning allergies to see. I remember, I remember horns came up before, and I questioned him, thinking that maybe it was like the horns of Revelation. Um, but I can't remember why. Uh, scrolls? Uh, as I'm sort of, I, I, I imagine that uh, uh, Dr. Dawkins has, has arrived and given me the sedative, and as um, it takes its effect, I whisper into Frank's ear, uh, it calls me to the hunt, and I lie down. Frank, you do seem to recall that he said something once, you're not sure where, about hearing horns in the distance. Yes. Yeah, I definitely do remember that. It was as we were leaving Trieste. And you are now arriving in Trieste. The train is slowing down and stopping. Now remind me again, what happened in Trieste last time you were here? Man who was an artist that sketched architecture in Trieste. He sketched a bas-relief a bunch of people making merry with wine and the horned goat man. Is this, isn't this the place where Eldridge found that amulet? Was it? I think it was. It was the mantle above the doorway on Marco Polo Street. Okay, this explains it then. The horned god? I mean, it's not exactly the oh. horn I was thinking I thought an actual like musical horn. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking he got rid of the medallion or the the amulet here, gave it back to this creature or whatever. Perhaps that's what's calling him. Perhaps that's what he's seeing. And that was to the north of the city, wasn't it? That was actually in. Um... Uh, about 50 miles back on the on the track. Right, because uh, we left the city for that. We went into the caves. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be east of where you are now. Northeast. Excuse me. But I am looking. Like if you were to take a compass and hold it out, I am looking pretty much magnetic north. At this point, of course, Eldridge is unconscious. He's fallen asleep because you, one, he was exhausted, and two, you gave him the sedative. How long are we going to be here? A little over an hour in Trieste. All right, I'll, I'll stay here and watch over Eldridge. What, do, what does Dr. Elizabeth and Frank want to do? I'm loath to leave the train because I've still got the, the ruby in my pocket. And I remember last time we were in Trieste that Trieste is full of those um, fellows who uh, seek out magical items. Hmm. 
I wonder. If the um, simulacrum has now been assembled, it must be... Um, I don't know how you describe it, magically visible, those things. If that's passing through their town, they're going to know, surely. Perhaps they'll weren't be attracted them, to it. Weren't most of them thinking about the creature in the cave, though? A lot of people were killed here, yeah. Yes, yes. In fact, you had a, it was a confrontation between the, the followers of, I'll just give you the name, the followers of the Loigor and uh, the Brotherhood of the Skin. If it wasn't for the fact that they all attacked one another, <laughs> you guys might not have gotten out of there alive. Very true. Um, I say that we stay right here where we're at and wait, our, our, uh, wait out the hour until the train moves on. Okay. And we'll, we'll definitely keep a close eye on, on Eldridge. And if anybody else starts acting a little strange, I'll, I have a sedative. I also have some chloroform, so next time we won't struggle so much. Hmm. Do you, uh, is that what you all agree to? You're going to stay there? Watch over Eldridge? Well, I, I think mm -hmm. it's certainly the safest option, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I think on the behalf of Aldridge, I'm going to step out of the room and go to Margrave's door. Okay. He was just about to do that, and all of a sudden this happened, so I'm going to try to follow up on what he was looking to do. Okay. So you're going to knock on Margrave's door? Yeah. Right. Uh, you knock. There's no answer. You knock again. No answer. Open. Yes, it's not locked. I'll open the door and look in. You slide it open, and all of his stuff is there, but he's not there. Is the window open? Uh, it is not. Okay. Um, just quick glancing around, nothing appears unusual, out of place. No. No signs of a struggle, that sort of thing. No. Okay, I'll just uh, close the door and then come back and let you guys know that Margaret is not in his room. Okay. Now it's possible that he came out while you were in in this in your room here with uh, Eldridge right now. People are getting off because it's Trieste. They've got an hour. They can actually do a little sightseeing or shopping, right? You know. You're right in the middle of, of Trieste. They can't go far, but they got over an hour. <clears throat> All right. So let's assume that you guys are staying with Eldridge. It's the safest place. You're sticking together. Um, about 45 minutes go by. And... Um, 
there seems to be some commotion going on down the platform. Now, the way this is such a situation, you can't see everything. The platform is kind of, there's a building, basically it's it's the train, uh, a platform, there's the, the train buildings, uh, and then the city is on the other side. So you can't really see into the city. But after 45 minutes go by, and we'll end it in just a moment, um, uh, one of the staff um comes by your door and knocks and he says to you he says uh uh ladies and gentlemen i'm afraid that we're going to be delayed here uh there has been a murder and uh he says we have to wait here for the police to investigate on the train you mean no, on the uh, uh, just uh, on the other side of the, uh, just inside the city, uh, he says. Uh, he says uh, apparently. Uh, uh, well, he sort of looks looks around to see if there's any other staff. He sort of leans in and he says, "Apparently, he's not smiling. I'm smiling." He says, uh, "Apparently, uh, uh, Count Debussy has murdered uh, Mister Gronig." And we'll leave it there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and on that bombshell. Yeah. Murder on the Orient, the horror on the Orient Express. Well, I don't ever want to ride on this train. <laughs> People getting murdered left and right. I'm, I, I'd, I'd ride on it, but only if I could have one of those expensive bulletproof carbon fiber suits there you go <laughs> from from garrison um <laughs> of toronto um who i'm sure would appreciate the advertising and if you'd like to to um give me a suit just yeah thank you for that yeah we'd all like them thank you love one all right our players included thomas mckeon mick swan jeff wilkins and wayne worthy with myself as the keeper of the secrets we're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.